It is so great to be with you here today, just to share the word, to open up uh, my heart and where God is dealing with me. Uh, I'd like to pray for us if you'd join me in prayer. Father, I pray that you would open our hearts. Father, I pray that you would open your word. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Today I want to share with you really more as a student than a teacher. Uh, I'm still going through a lot of changes. I'm going to share with you a little bit of Saul, who became Paul. Uh, Younger he was Saul, older he was Paul, and obviously I I identify quite a bit more with the old Paul. But we'll look at both and see what we can learn. So I want to start when in Acts chapter 7, verse 57 and 58, when Saul was young, before God had had met Jesus and before he had uh, changed his life. And it says, when they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. This is a story about Stephen and uh, getting stoned by Uh, the residents of Jerusalem because he was sharing the gospel. So we'll come back to that Saul and that story in a little bit. But I want to go to the older Paul, kind of the one I identify with, uh, towards the end of his ministry. Now, I'm not trying to say anything about uh, my lifespan, but I do believe I'm towards the end of my ministry. So I want to share with you a little bit uh, of what I'm going through. Uh, Paul was in Rome, he was in jail, he was writing to Philippi and he was sharing with them how to keep pressing on. Now I admit, I'm over 70 and I would love to coast. I'd love to coast in my faith, kind of coast into heaven. But uh, the truth is, you know, not only can't I coast, I, I can't stop, I can't even Uh, just jog a little bit. I need to keep pressing forward. And this is what Paul is uh, instructing me in. When I was a young teenager, we used to ride, uh, me and my buddies used to ride our bicycles over a steep bridge. And uh, it was uh, a very difficult pedal up, even when I was young. Now, I'll admit to you, this is not the bridge that we actually went over, but that is definitely how I remember it. It was quite a a chore to get up to the top. But I remember when getting to the top, then you could just go into neutral, let the bike coast, uh, believe it or not, wind in my hair, and just enjoying life, just coasting and, and letting all of that built up energy take me down the hill. Well, that's kind of what I'd like to do in my faith. I'd like to get towards the end of my ministry here and just kind of coast in and say, "Uh, I think that's good enough. But uh, the Lord keeps telling me there's a bridge over some of the areas I need growth in that he's got to get me up and over. In Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 14, it says, not that I have already obtained it 
or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So what I want to do is delve into this scripture, this portion of scripture a little bit and talk about uh, pursuing this idea of pressing on that Paul lays out. I want to share the, how Paul lays it out in Philippians and then I want to share some challenges that I'm facing in my own life, some questions that I'm dealing with. First of all, in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, he says, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect. Now, it seems like that would be uh, kind of a given, but uh, recognizing that in humility, that I have not obtained it, I have not become perfect. That's a struggle in my life, that I'm not good enough, I keep, need to keep on changing. That's a struggle. And what he's referring to, that, the it that he's referring to is actually found back in verse 10. It says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. I have not attained that fullness. So Paul is telling me, keep pressing on, press on. My dad, uh, who is uh, quite a, he's been a role model for me, obviously my whole life, but still I think he's just amazing. When, uh, when my mom was 86, she passed away. And my mom and dad had been married for 66 years. Um, so it was quite a loss. They had served together in the church for all of that time. And someone asked him, uh, why would God allow her to go ahead of him to heaven? And his answer at that point, uh, which was just amazing to me, was God still has some things to teach me. He's still teaching me. Uh, there's a line from a song by Don McLean, American Pie, that says, the three th men I admire most. Of course, he gives his three. I think it's the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But for me, as far as the three men I admire most, it's Jesus, the Apostle Paul, and my dad. Uh, last Sunday, my dad turned 97, and he's still learning. And if my dad's still learning, if Paul at the end of his message, his life was still learning, then I'm still learning. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was also laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Believe me, I have not arrived at that. I have not fully come to know everything about who Jesus is, why he laid hold of me, and I want to continue trying to hold on and reach out for that. 
I press on. Philippians chapter three, verse 13, it says, one thing which is required. Now, this is an interesting portion of scripture. Sometimes you'll have people say, he says one thing and then he mentions three things. But the way I see it, he says one thing and in 14, he actually expresses what this, those are, that is. And then he goes back, in, he, but he lays kind of the groundwork for how you get to that one thing. So he says, the one thing which is required, and I think the answer is in verse 14, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of, Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. He presses on. That's the one thing is to press on. Now, how do we press on? In verse 13, he said, forgetting what lies behind. Paul's resume, which is given to us earlier in this chapter, is pretty impressive. His religious, his social standing, it's, it's an impressive resume. And yet he said he counts it as nothing, as loss, compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus he was ready to move on. He was pressing on, not holding on to the past. He let it go. For me, that's a struggle. I tend to cling to past successes because I want to say I've already done that. I've accomplished that. There's no, there's no more. Jesus says, press on. And I hold on to failures. I remember failures because... I want to say, I already tried that. I don't need to do that again. The Spirit says to me, press on. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, so that's what God is doing. He's calling us to reach forward, to keep going. Uh, and in this, he, he says, uh, in reaching forward to what lies ahead, there's an effort. There's an effort to knowing him. It's not just sitting back. It's really searching my own heart, being honest before God. An effort to know him. Now, personally, I want to share some things I'm facing some questions that are coming up in my heart that I'm trying to absolutely honestly answer. They're difficult questions because they challenge my whole life, my whole upbringing. But during this time of uh, racial tension and division on the appropriate responses to COVID-19, God is asking me, where am I falling short of his calling? Now, maybe some of these questions I'm going to share with you are questions you're dealing with, or maybe you should be dealing with, or maybe it's other areas of love and care that God wants to speak to you. All I ask is please let God speak to your heart. So the questions I'm asking myself right now, am I more concerned with preserving or pressing on? Do I want to preserve my understanding of how I see myself or press on to how God sees and wants to see me? Is what I thought was true about being raised white in America true or naive? 
what are my racial biases? Do I want to preserve my political views or press on to what lies ahead in his kingdom? Is a political party, the Constitution, or a political system where my hope is, or is my hope anchored in the kingdom of God and his word? Do I want to preserve my social standing here or be found a good and faithful servant before God? Do I want to be loved and accepted by every one of you? And I do. I want to be loved and respected and accepted. But I also want to accept the most important one to please is my God. Seems like it should be easy to answer these questions. But self-awareness, digging into your past and who you are and how you were raised and what, how you think is a tough work. I can't answer these for you. I'm struggling to answer them for me. I know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would have eternal life. Never perish, but have eternal life. I know that. I know that I am called to love as God loved me. But God has been bringing to my attention when I'm not as caring and compassionate with others as he is. Now, this shouldn't be a great surprise that I'm not as caring, compassionate, loving as God. But that is my high calling. That is what I'm pressing for. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives, is bringing us to this high calling. I'd like to return now a little bit back to young Paul when he was still Saul in Acts chapter 7, verses 51 through 53. It says, you men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in the heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit. You're doing just as your fathers did. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayer and murderers you have now become. You who received the law as ordained by the angels and yet did not keep it. Wow. Who was Stephen talking to? Who was Stephen talking to in that uh, little tirade? He was talking to the religious. He was talking to those who felt they had already arrived, that they didn't need any more revelation, that they already understood what was needed and what they should do. And how did they respond to this word from the Holy Spirit? Well, in Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 57, it says, now when they heard this, they were cut to the quick and they began gnashing their teeth at him. But being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And Stephen said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. 
But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. You see, they were not ready to press on. They were confident in their revelation. They were confident in who they were and where they stood before God. They could not let go of the past. They could not reach forward to the new thing that was happening in Jesus Christ. And then in verse 58, it says, when they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Well, hopefully I'm past the stage of stoning other people, of tearing them down, of attacking people. Hopefully I'm more mature than that now. But it's interesting here because uh, Paul could say that he never threw a stone. But what he did is he assisted those throwing the stones by watching, remaining silent, taking care of their cloaks as they stoned Stephen. I don't want to stop with never throwing a stone. I don't even want to hold the coats while others cast stones. I want to stand up for the oppressed and the innocent. For me, for me, that is the preborn, the less fortunate, the falsely accused, the unaccepted and rejected, basically all of mankind. That's what pro-life means to me, from the womb to the tomb. Am I there? No. Can I get there? Probably not on this earth, not till I see Jesus face to face, but I must press on. I must press on. My peace comes from knowing that from glory to glory, he is changing me. My prayer for all of us is that from glory to glory, he is changing us. Allow God to check your heart and to press on. Amen. If you would uh, look at the link to your connection card or on the app at your connection card, there are several ways that you can let us know what the next steps in your spiritual growth are. And we would love to be there with you. If it's to follow Jesus, you may have a shared uh, a prayer request that we can pray with you about. But on the portion that's the response to the message, I want you to consider checking that and saying, I will press on. I will press on. Let me pray. Father, we ask for your spirit to be with us, to open our hearts, to reveal, Lord, to show where our confidence is and our lack of confidence. Lord, to show us where our strengths and our weaknesses. Lord, show us where we can be more like you, where we can press on. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would then teach us to press on. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. It was so great to be with you today. Thank you for allowing me to speak out of my heart 
about what God's doing in my life and what I pray he's doing in your life. Uh, Next week, Pastor Herman will be returning to speak to us, and so I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure you are too. Uh, And then today, right after our gathering, we're hosting a special virtual social hall. Whether it's your first time here or you're a regular, go to our Facebook page chat or our website to get the Zoom link. Register and join us at the social hall. I'd love to see you there. And I'd love to leave you with some reflection questions uh, for this week that you might consider as you uh, meditate through the week. The first one is, what in the past do I need to let go of? And the second one is, how can I reach forward to what lies ahead? God be with you. God bless you.